You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. I want to read a passage of scripture for you this morning. And of course, this is Palm Sunday. This is the Sunday before Easter. And this is the passage in Matthew 21 where we read about the triumphal entry of Christ. It was when Jesus was preparing to go to the cross. And Jesus rode into the city of Jerusalem. The Bible says in Matthew uh, 21, And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethphage unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go ye into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her. Loose them, and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, and verse 5 is a quote from Zechariah chapter 9, where the prophets foretold of Jesus riding into Jerusalem, riding uh, on a donkey. And it says in verse 5, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, and this is our text for this morning, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass and a colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them and brought the ass and the colt and put on them their clothes and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And let's pray. Our Father, I pray that you would bless these moments we have together on this Palm Sunday. I thank you for those who have made the effort to come and to be here for our drive-in service. I thank you for the privilege we have to assemble here in our parking lot by way of radio. I thank you for the privilege we have to have an internet ministry on our website and on our Facebook and other uh, avenues of streaming. I thank you that we can have the word of God. I thank you that we can come and we can pray. We can sing the songs of praise. And God, I pray that our time together this morning would not be wasted. I pray that this would not be viewed as entertainment. I pray that this would not be viewed as an excuse just to get out of the house. But I pray today that this would be a time of worship and adoration, and praise, and glory that would all go to Jesus. I thank you for all the work that has gone into this day. But Lord, I pray that all the credit and all the glory for anything that takes place today, I pray that all the glory would go to Jesus Christ. We pray in His precious and holy name. Amen. I'd like to draw your attention back to Matthew 21, verse 5, where the Bible says, Thy King cometh unto thee. This passage of Scripture was a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. I'm thankful that everything that the Bible has prophesied 
has come to pass. I'm thankful that God's word is true. I'm thankful that God uh, spoke the worlds into existence. I'm thankful that the word of God is true from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22. I'm thankful that if God said it, you can count on it, it's going to happen. It said in Zechariah 9 that the king would come unto thee, and here it was fulfilled in Matthew 21. I'd like for you to notice, first of all, the king. The king that we're talking about is King Jesus. He is the king of kings, and he's the Lord of lords. He's the king of glory. He's the king of the ages. He is higher than any king that has ever lived. He has more power than any ruler, than any uh, dictator that has ever walked on planet earth. Jesus has more power. He has more authority than a president. He has more authority than a senator. He has more authority than a congressman. He has more authority than a governor. He is greater than the uh, commissioners. He's greater than the mayors. And I'm thankful for our leaders. But Jesus Christ is greater than any ruler that has ever lived or any ruler that ever will live. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 that at the name of Jesus, someday every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I want you to understand this morning we're talking about the King. And the prophecy was given, thy king cometh unto thee. Number one, we see the king. Number two, I want you to notice his coming. Here in Matthew 21, we see that the king is coming, but he comes in a strange manner. The Bible says that he came riding on a donkey. That was a symbol of peace. A king coming on a donkey, that was not a sign of war. That was not a sign of authority. That was not a sign of judgment. That was a sign or a symbol of peace. Jesus came not to conquer, but Jesus came to die. Jesus came meek and he came humble. He came so that he could bring peace to you and me. I'm thankful for the peace that comes from Jesus by his death on a cross, whereby we can have peace with God, not through a church, not through a religion, not through a person, not through a baptism, but we can have peace with God through the cross of Jesus Christ and the blood that was shed. The Bible says in Matthew 21, that as Jesus entered the city of Jerusalem, the people gathered. They cheered. They spread palm branches on the roadway into the city. They shouted and they cried out, Hosanna to the son of David. It's interesting because Jesus came from the lineage of David. Jesus had the right to sit on the throne of David. Jesus came as the king of the Jews. Jesus came as the king of the world. But they recognized that he was the son of David. They said, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. It's interesting and it's actually sad to me. That in the midst of this triumphal entry. There were some there that asked this question. They said, who is this? Can you imagine people in the midst of Jesus and they, they watch him coming in and they, they hear the scriptures prophesied and yet they look at Jesus and they say, who is this? Maybe they were confused because this king was not wearing a crown. 
Maybe they were confused because this king was not sitting on a throne. Maybe they were puzzled because they didn't see this king ruling over a kingdom. But I've got news for you. Jesus had all of those. Jesus had a crown that he set aside. Jesus had a throne that he came off of. Jesus had a kingdom that he laid aside so that he could come to earth, so that he could come the first time so that you and I could have eternal life. His first coming, he came as a baby in a manger. As the wise men came and they uh, uh, searched and they inquired of Herod, they said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Even those wise men from Old Testament scripture, they knew that he was the king. Jesus came as a baby in a manger, but he was still the king. He came to die on a cross as a savior and over his head was the inscription, this is the king of the Jews. You see, that was his first coming. It was a humble coming. It was a coming as a savior. It was coming as a sacrifice. It was coming to bring salvation to the world. Oh, but I've got news for you. There's a second coming. Oh, he came the first time, like he said. But he's coming the second time, just like he said. And when Jesus comes the second time, it'll be much different than his first coming. He won't come humble. He won't come riding on a donkey. He won't come, come preparing to die on a cross, but he will come the second time in great power and great glory. He'll come the second time riding on a white horse. He'll come the second time to rule and to reign and to conquer. And the Bible tells us that we will come back with him when he comes. Oh, I'm looking forward to the second coming. The second coming begins at any moment. The Bible says the trumpet will sound. The voice of the archangel, there'll be a shout. And the Bible says that the graves will burst open. The dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. I tell you, I don't know when he's coming back, but this would be a good day for it. Wouldn't it be wonderful on this Palm Sunday as we look back on his first coming and we look at his coming into Jerusalem wouldn't it be wonderful if Jesus came back today wouldn't it be great if he would split the eastern sky and that trumpet would sound today I'll tell you he's coming again are you ready he's coming again are you saved have you been born again do you know for sure that heaven is your home Jesus came to save you but have you accepted that gift of eternal life you see Jesus could come back at any moment you can't wait till he comes back to get ready. You must be ready now because the Bible says that when he comes, when Jesus comes, it'll be in a moment. It'll be in the twinkling of an eye. It'll be in a split second. You won't have time and I won't have time then. You must be ready before he comes. It seems in our world, it seems like Jesus coming is very close. We're hearing on the news and we're seeing all that's going on in our world and in our country. And it seems like things are falling apart. But I want to tell you, when it seems like things are falling apart, that's when things are actually falling into place for Jesus Christ to come back. He could come back today. Are you ready? I see number one, the king. I see number two is coming. But then I see number three. I see the Bible says that the king cometh unto thee. Now, that's an amazing statement. Maybe you're here today and maybe you have, you have seen a president. Maybe you have been in the presence of a congressman or maybe you've been in the presence of a, a ruler. Very, very rarely does a king come to you. You've got to go to that king. 
That king doesn't come to your house and knock on your door and sit down in your living room. You go to where that king is. But here's what's so amazing about our king. Here's what's so wonderful about King Jesus. King Jesus left the splendor of heaven and he left the majesty and the glory of heaven and he left his throne to come to where you are. He left his throne to come to where I am. The Bible tells us that Jesus, the son of man, is come to seek and to save that which was lost. You say, well, who's that? That's you. That's me. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says that we are all sinners, but I'm glad that God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus came to us. The Bible gives us the parable of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says about the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10, that as he journeyed, he came where he was. He came to the place where that man had been beaten and that man was bloody and that man was bruised and he came to where that man was. That man was in such bad shape. That man could not get to the Good Samaritan. That man could not get to help. That man needed somebody to come to him. And friend, I want to tell you, we were lost without Christ and there was no way that we could get to God. There was no way that we could get to Jesus. But I'm glad that Jesus came to us. Jesus came to me and Jesus came to you. The Bible tells us about Zacchaeus. In Luke 19 verse number 5 it says when Jesus came to the place where Zacchaeus was. Jesus came to that spot and he saw him and he said to Zacchaeus. He said today I must abide at thy house. That's amazing to think that a king would come to you and a king would come to me and a king would leave heaven to come down to a sin-cursed earth and would be born in a manger and would live a sinless life and would die a cruel death on the cross and after three days he would rise again and he did it all for you and he did it all for me and he came to us. The songwriter said, when I could not come to where he was, he came to me. You see, there's a gulf that separate us. That's a gulf of sin. It's a, a gulf that we could not cross. It's a, it's a chasm that we could never span. Oh, but the blood of Jesus Christ was shed. And the cross of Jesus Christ provided a way whereby we can have eternal life. You don't have to straighten up your life so that Jesus will come to you. Jesus will come to you just as you are and he will straighten up your life. He'll change your life. He'll give you a brand new life. When I was a boy in Rockford, Illinois, 229 Victory Street, Jesus came to my house. Jesus came to my door. As a young boy, I knelt beside the bed in my parents' bedroom, and I prayed and I called out to Jesus, and Jesus came and saved my soul. I'll never forget that day. I'm so glad that Jesus came to me. Friend, when was it that Jesus came to you? When was it that Jesus saved you? You say, I'm here today in a parking lot or I'm listening on a radio or I'm listening on a website or a Facebook page and I don't know, I've, I've never been saved. I've never been born again. Well, I want to tell you, Jesus coming to you is the most important. That's why he came the first time. 
Yeah, that's why he's coming back the second time because he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to give you a home in heaven and he died on a cross so that you could have eternal life. The Bible tells us in John chapter 1, so, so tragic and so sad. The Bible says that Jesus came unto his own and his own received him not. But the Bible goes on to say in John 1, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Salvation is not in a church membership. Salvation is not in good works. Salvation is not in being a good citizen. Salvation is by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The book of Revelation chapter 3, it was a letter written to a church. But I think the application is good for us today. The Bible says in Revelation 3, verse 20, Jesus said to that church, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. Friend, if you're here today, you're listening today, and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I've got news for you. You're not ready for the second coming. You're not ready for Jesus to come back because the Bible says that when you die, you will go to a place called heaven or you'll go to a place called hell. There's no in-between. There's no purgatory. There's no limbo. There's no reincarnation. There's no second chance. Uh, there's no, well, I messed up that time, so I'll try again. The Bible says it's appointed unto men once to die and after this, the judgment. That's why it's so important that you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you have been saved, you do know Christ is your Savior. I want to ask you, how's your relationship with Him? Can I tell you, this is a time like never before to draw nigh to God. This is a time to get close to God. Jesus Christ could come back at any moment. And when he comes, if you're saved, you're going to heaven. But can I tell you, when he comes back, I don't want to be living my own way. I don't want to be doing my own thing. I want to be doing what he wants me to do. I want to please him. I want my life to bring honor and glory to him. Thy king cometh unto thee. My question this morning is this. What will you do? When Jesus comes to your house, will you open the door or will you reject him? Will you open the door and let him in or will you, will you push him away? The choice is yours. My friend, Jesus loves you. He loves you so much that he died on a cross and shed his blood so that you could have eternal life. That's why he came the first time. He came to die. But when he comes the second time, the Bible tells us he's coming to rule and to reign. And for those that know the Lord, the Bible tells us forever we will be with him. What a day that will be. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I want to ask you a few questions. And for those that are here in our parking lot, I know that it's a little bit different and we're not having an invitation where you have to move your car or get out of the car, but in your vehicle, if you would talk to God, in your vehicle, if you would pray, and if in your vehicle, there with your family, or for those that are watching at home in your living room, there, if you'll pray, and if you'll talk to God, for those that are listening by way of radio, if you've never been saved, if you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I've got good news for you. 
It's simple. It's simple because Jesus did all the work. He died on the cross and he paid the price. And all you have to do is be willing to call upon him. All you have to do is say, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I can't get to heaven on my own. But I ask you to come into my heart and save me. Can I tell you, if you'll pray a prayer like that in your heart, in your words, if you'll pray that and you'll mean that, the Bible says you can have eternal life. If you do know Christ as Savior, I've got some good news for you. He's coming back. And no matter how bad things get down here, Jesus is coming back. And the worst that you'll ever experience as a child of God, the worst that you and I will ever experience is what we experience on this earth. Because for the child of God, we'll be together in heaven forever. Maybe there in your car or in your living room or in your kitchen or wherever you may be. Maybe you want to pray and just thank the Lord that he's coming. Maybe there's some sin in your life that you need to get confessed. Maybe there's some relationships you need to get restored. Maybe there's some people you need to ask forgiveness. Maybe there's some things that God has showed you and God's been working on your heart about. I'd encourage you to get that settled. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.